All right, and we are back again with another episode of From College to Combine, as always. And not not necessarily as always. I always say as always, Riley, but me, Mike Ciccoli, and Riley Millette joined back at the hip. How are you doing today? Back at the hip. Shooting from the hip. We're shooting from the hip, but for the first time in a while, we're in different states right now. If anybody's not watching on YouTube, you notice that this background, we got a soccer poster. We got the we got the home set up here. We got the Long Island set up. And for you, obviously, you're not at the you're not at the Quinnipiac house, but you're you're res- you're residing in Connecticut still. Not the air conditioned house is what I call it now. Air conditioned house. Yeah, I mean you people don't people do understand. Anyone without an AC, my heart goes out to you. I feel your pain. Our house has been nothing but smug, smug heatness. Not <laughs> it is smug heatness. It, it feels like there's an obnoxious tone to it, right? Whatever. Okay. You know what? Maybe, maybe, you know what? It feels that way. So we have a great show lined up this week anyway. We have QB ranks as we go into this redraft season. It is August. It is August, Riley. It feels like we've been doing the show since what? February now? February? January? Maybe January. And back then it was frigid. It was cold. We had no football. We had the Super Bowl maybe. I think we we did start February because we started after the Super Bowl. And now we're here. We're into the full swing of it. The second week of August, depth charts are released, and we have just so much to dive into. Before I do that, I want to talk about, for frequency's sake, that's where you're watching right now. Great group of guys, amazing content. Definitely follow them on Twitter at FFSQC, as well as YouTube, same handle right there. And, of course, IDP, guys, where I put out a lot of my content, where I'm going to be this weekend in Canton, Ohio, for the Fans Football Expo. Incredibly Excited for that, Riley, because there's a flag football stadium at the stadium where the Hall of Fame game was played last week. I haven't told you that. That was changed today. Not on Twitter, yeah. I'm going to be lining up out there, saucing some guys with my IDP guys out there. So all that is just to say, subscribe to IDP guys on YouTube. Follow them, of course, on Twitter, because that's where a lot of everything is nowadays. Twitter, at IDP guys. But let's get into it quick, quick point, quick question, quick discussion, because the big, the question I've received a lot in our IDP guys discord, definitely check out subscription. We have a discord, everything there. Get your questions answered. The big question that I is getting circulated around constantly. Do depth charts matter? We have been hungry for news for trying to figure out what's going on for so long. Let's most part is. It's analysis, Riley, but it's been a bit of guesswork. But now we have tangible things handed to us from the team. Do you care at all? Because I know I don't, but I'll let you go first. I'm going to use uh, our good friend Tyler Algier as as a little bit of a – I was going to do that. As a guy who is. Oh. He, he, he could not be listed any lower on the Falcons running depth chart. And and it's that's just not how the season's going to open. We know that for a fact, right? So uh, – it, it it differs from coach to coach. I mean, uh, the report says that uh, this is typical for Arthur Smith, and that's kind of what he does with with rookies and this early in training camp. Whatever, I don't care. The only the only roster that I really pay attention to and make serious fantasy moves based on is the fifty three man roster at the end of training camp. That is one hundred percent right, and I, I I want to bring up the Tyler Algier, the fact that. The guy yeah. that we've received nothing but report. Obviously, anyone that follows the show, we love Tyler Algier. We like him as a talent. And all reports have suggested that we might be right on that, where he's the RB2 in camp. He's behind only Cordell Patterson, who's basically a receiver anyway. 
He's beating out Damian Williams easily. And then the Falcons go and list him as their eighth running back on the depth chart. And that's, it's a joke. The NFL teams like to troll everyone nowadays, this time of year. I don't put any stock in it. I care about where you, where we do care, right? And I think Riley's on the same page with me here, is preseason reps, all right? The starter is either not on the field or they're getting that first snap. And if all of a sudden they're on the field, it's the time that they're on the field. And we're going to be diving into that all August where we break down, as well as IDP guys. I know the IDP guys did do an IDP breakdown of the Hall of Fame game last week. Be sure to check that one out. But those reps matter. That's where I look at for depth chats, more so than the ESPN listings that we get out there. You know what I mean? I'm glad we're on the same page, Riley. It's good they are speaking sense this Wednesday night, especially a couple hours later. I appreciate everyone who's checking in now, especially live, 9 o'clock as opposed to 7. And I'll give a little spoiler now as we head into the season. Our 7 o'clock time will not hold because Riley and I have the same school schedule and we have classes throughout all of Wednesday afternoon. So we're going to do something else. Stay tuned for that. Definitely check out my Twitter at Michael underscore underscore Sicoli, as well as Riley underscore Millette. We'll post updates about that, about when we will be going live during this fantasy football NFL season. Dare I say, it's an NFL season, not just a fantasy football season. But let's dive into some of the headlines of the week. That's what we always do. We'll go with the most recent one first. And as a Patriot fan, I'll let you take the lead. Now, two conf- two reports not conflicting at all, really. One came in earlier from the Athletic. Patriots offense struggled to camp. Wide receivers that aren't good separators are struggling to separate. The offense is looking stagnant. As well as the report that came out not even an hour ago that Damon Harris might be on the trade block. The Patriots might be looking to move Damian Harris, who is on his contract year. They drafted Ramondre Stevenson last year. They drafted Pierre Strong this year. Where are you at with this? Take take it one at a time. Are you worried about this offense first? I yes, I am worried about this offense. They they don't know they they really struggled in free agency in the last couple of years and they they fixed it. They put a band-aid on it with Devontae Parker, who is famously not a separator. So it, it's not really gonna solve the problems. And uh I'm a, I'm officially on uh Ruin Mac Jones watch. Second of all, I floated out a couple of weeks ago that I, I feel like Damian Harris could be a, a potential trade target. And I followed it up by saying, I'm not really sure how much you'd get for a, a contract year uh, running back, especially Damian Harris, who has been solid in his career, but never been a star. Uh, maybe, maybe you'll fetch a mid round, late round pick. Um, so I, I didn't think it was likely he gets traded. I still really don't think it's super likely, um, but it's, at least interesting to see that they're willing to uh, take apart their, their roster a little bit, which was really, really the best part of their offense last year was Damian Harris. And it, it says a lot about the direction of the team uh, when they're going two years ago and, and spending hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe not hundreds of millions, but tons of millions of dollars on uh, wide receivers uh, and tight ends as free agents to kind of, you know, uh, fuel Bill Belichick's last hurrah, and now they're you know shopping their their best offensive player. I just wonder how much the market is. Like, what is the market for a contract year running back that doesn't really catch passes? I don't think there is one. Like, I I can buy the belief that maybe they're shopping, and I 100% buy the belief that the Patriots are going to struggle because as we'll get. We'll get into our QB ranks later. I'm spoilers right now. Mac Jones is not going to be in my top ten, uh, but it's it's a, such a it's a 
not a talented group. Damian Harris is a very good player, honestly. I do believe that. I just don't know who's going to buy him. Who's who's selling a a fifth? You know, I, I think I'll take a fifth. Maybe do you think they would sell him for a sixth? I don't think so. No. So I think I it was a minimum of fifth. Who's uh, who's spending a fifth on a running back that doesn't catch passes, who has missed a little, you know missed a bit of time, and has to get paid because they're sending a pick. You're probably going to pay him. Mm-hmm. It, it would have to be an, an injury replacement at the trade deadline. That's really the only way I see this happening. It's something that we'll have to revisit as the season goes on. It's not something I am really worrying about or expecting right now. Ramondre Stevenson will jump, will jump around in ADP just because of this, but I neither of us expect this deal to happen. Smaller news, but still big news for Dynasty. Uh, Eno Benjamin locking up that RB2 role in Arizona and I do want to ask whether you care about this, Riley. And I'm talking about redraft because we now have – we have a few years of two RBs being relevant in Arizona, of Chase Edmonds being a nice PPR flyer, of Kenny and Drake being the touchdown guy, and last year was James Conner being that touchdown guy, and Chase Edmonds being the Chase Edmonds role. Eno Benjamin is going to step up as the RB2. Darrell Williams came in late in the offseason. He doesn't seem to – have any leg up. All press has been very positive on, you know, Benjamin since, since May. Do you think there's a small chance that, you know, Benjamin could be a name we're talking about in week seven, week eight? I think so. And I, I came into camp expecting Darrell Williams to be that guy because, you know, his by, by all means, he was, he was pretty good when he was with Kansas city, but uh, it's based now that we're this far into, into camp and we can, and we can start ignoring the it's too early uh, label. I think this is uh, – he, he's become uh, the next guy up. And even though there's a history of two running backs succeeding in Arizona, there's a history of two good running backs succeeding in Arizona. So I'm not I'm not sure I would be uh, spending a flyer on Eno Benjamin if he's not a handcuff. It's I, – I, I agree. And I think there's a good example of where we have to stay water where – you know, I, I, I wasn't giving anything to Daryl when he first got there. I think we both kind of expected they signed him to be that competition at least. And now, you know, Benjamin is taking that role. And I believe that as the incumbent, he had that leg up. And as the younger guy, he has that leg up. He is a – I think they were very close in talent. And the guy who knows the system, the guy that – correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I do think Cliff Kingsbury did draft him, albeit with the seventh-round pick. This is someone that – I want to keep an eye on if he has, even if he's not fishing with it, if he has any role in week one, if we see him on the field, I, he's just going to be a sneaky p- waiver pickup that in, if I had a waiver article coming out, which I might, who knows, stay tuned, IDPGuys.org, that I, you know, it could be a name to be keep in mind. And he's nothing in draft as well. He's worth, he's worth nothing. All right, Riley, I wrote a couple more down. I saw you, you deleted one of them, but, We'll, we'll 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 do a rapid fire on these. Sorry, right? Adam Shaheen. You're yes. not worth the headline. You're talking about Adam Shaheen. I did have Adam Shaheen on there for a second, who was traded to the Texans. You don't have a tight end locked up. Farrell Brown was beating up Revan Jordan. That's all I'm saying. Um, but we'll rapid fire these. All right. Geno Smith starting in the first preseason game. That's the expectation. Drew Locke has reportedly gained ground in camp, but he's not there yet. This is what I expected. This I expect Geno Smith to play most of the year. I think he's the better quarterback than Drew Locke. And so far, all signs are pointing to that. Any any disagreement there, Riley? Nah. 
let's move on. Yeah, that's a great point. Sean McVay received his extension. We still don't know the terms of that. That obviously isn't a huge fantasy football thing in terms of next week. Is he going to change something? No, he was always going to be there. But I just want to put – I want to you know bring it up because – you remember this offseason, Riley? Because this news right now that he's got his extension, nobody seems to care about. But there was a good week to two weeks. We were like, is Sean McVay coming back? Is he going to ESPN? Is he going to – NFL Network, is he calling games on Sundays instead of calling them on the sidelines? I'm just glad that this got put to rest because football is infinitely bad with Sean McVay in. The and biggest he, objections, you hate Sean McVay, Riley. I love Sean McVay. I love okay. Sean McVay. The, the, only, the biggest thing this does for fantasy is it soothes the, the minds of some Cooper Cup dynasty owners who might have been worried about his age. Now that we know that Sean McVay and Cooper Cup are going to be together for at least another few years, this is good news for them. Yes. Okay. Now, another one that I, I've been talking about on Twitter a bit, and it's kind of been a running discussion of Najee Harris's workload. So, Mark Aboli of The Athletic reported that they're trying to lessen his workload a little bit. We obviously have heard that talk about a month ago from Najee, from Tomlin. And now the running back coach is saying they want to drop him from around, you know, drop, take away around seven snaps a game. Now, I, I put this out earlier. I will double down on it now. We do not care. All right, we do not care, Riley. We do not that, care. <laughs> we do not care because I have a decade, a hard-looking decade at Mike Tomlin when he enters the season. He says, hey, this is my guy. I'm going to keep him on the field, and he's going to be great for us. We saw it with Le'Veon Bell. We saw it with D'Angelo Williams. We saw it with James Conner. We saw it with Najee Harris. It's not going to change here. And I think anyone looking for it elsewhere is overthinking it. I think we have this discussion every year with someone because we hear it. Because the Steelers running backs are always top, top with snaps, snap totals. I just think it's all – I think it's baloney, Riley, to react, to overreact. Oh, no. What about you? What about you? Do you agree? Not worried. I think he'll still finish top five or six. And um, I think we're overthinking it. I completely agree. Oh, there we go. Well, are, are, are we the happy couple? All right. Couple of uh, couple of quick IDP notes. Now, I might be reiterating some of these for some of you because if you checked out the newsletter this morning of the IDP guys, follow my Twitter to know to subscribe to that. Very easy, free to do, amazing content by yours truly, as well as from other IDP guys that's highlighted on there. Couple big IDP news of the last week: Roquan Smith requesting a trade out of Chicago. Now, this came after a very disrespectful offer from General Manager Ryan Poles, and I think the deal gets done. I think that Roquan Smith really wants to be a Bear. He said as much. He's always said as much. He's been a great leader for this team, and I think this was a move that was a big publicity move by Roquan. I don't think he wants to leave. I think he wants what he wants to be paid. And I do think this deal gets done because, again, like I said in the newsletter a couple of weeks ago, like I've said on this show, they cannot afford to lose him. Now, they're not offering that, or they weren't. I just think the deal gets done right before week one, within the next couple of weeks even. Because when two sides ultimately want to get it done, ultimately the Bears want Roquan Smith, I think it will get done. But did, where, where are you, Riley? Because I am a Steeler fan, all right? I would love to have Roquan Smith you know, pulling up to the steel city, but I just don't think it's going to happen. As a Patriots fan, I want him even more, but I I do think the the deal gets done. And I think this is kind of 
uh, it would be interesting on what this does to the linebacker market because they could easily be the next defensive player who really takes the next step in, in terms of uh, total value in a contract, average salary in a contract. Ed rushers have been getting their money for, for a while, and the wide receiver market has blown totally wide open. So I think uh, Roquan Smith's just trying to uh, be, the, be the leader of the linebacker group and yeah. get the first big bag. In some ways, he carries that responsibility, right? I mean, he's 25. He has the most tackles since entering the league of any player. You know, he, he should get this money. If he takes less, it sets a precedent for everyone else. The other big IDP news is another linebacker, Darius, or now Shaquille Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts, the pretty much unanimous linebacker one off the board. We're not talking about TJ Watt. It's more so an edge. He's expected now to miss regular season time with that back surgery that he got in June. We knew he would miss time in the training camp. We were hoping he'd be back by week one. Seems like that's going to be a bit of a long shot. That's not a lock. That's not locked in, but that is not the expectation. That IR is a real possibility that four games minimum missed, and that's not good. Good. If you were. About the one Smith, you're going to pick up pick Nicholas tomorrow if nobody else picked him up yet. Nicholas Moore. Now, for Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard, this is not good. I don't like drafting players that I know will miss time. Now, hopefully, come your draft days, if you're waiting until late August, you'll know a little bit more about whether he's going to be out there. But right now, I'm approaching like he won't be. I was, I was optimistic. I was hoping he would be out there. But you got to adjust with this information. The most recent information is that he probably won't be. So as such... There isn't really a huge linebacker I like to pick up. There's EJ Speed, who stepped up in week 16 last year. He played really well against the Cardinals, racked up nine tackles, played, again, fairly well, but it was a very limited sample size. 2019 fifth-round pick. He's the guy I would probably be looking at. It's it's just a, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Nobody's going to fill in for Darius Leonard completely. Okay, any other uh, headlines you want to touch on, Riley, before? We have a, we have a few injuries. Were any of those – uh, piquing your interest. The only, the only one that I, I want to pour one out for Makai Becton. It's, it's so unlucky. It's so unlucky. If anyone didn't follow it, Makai Becton, who has struggled with injuries since entering the league, obviously missed most of last year. If not, I think he missed the entire year last year. Came back this year, was playing through, playing with a brace, kind of struggling at camp even a little bit. I kind of wonder if he was completely healthy. And now comes out, ruptured kneecap, will be most likely missing the year. The Jets are approaching that way. It's catastrophic. I, It's catastrophic. Because now you need George Fant on the other side to either rotate back to the right oh, tackle. Adam Schefter. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what they – I don't know what the Jets are going to do. They have Dewan Brown in camp, and or they had him come in for a free agent visit. They've said as much that they planned on signing him, but now it's been a few days. Leverage has definitely shifted. He's turning 37 and allowed eight sacks last year, so that's not going to get much better anyway. Either way, it's just brutal for this entire offense. Overall, I haven't adjusted my rankings, but it's definitely a downgrade across the board. I'll throw one more just to watch. Melvin Gordon missed practice with a foot injury. Not expected to be serious, but happened today. Something to follow up on because if you release Javante, you will not you will not stop me from drafting. He won't come back. He won't come back, and Melvin Gordon will be utter dust, whether it should be or not. Riley, are you ready? Are you ready yeah. to get into the QB ranks? Now, 
I found this year more than any other that I'm fine waiting. So we're going to talk about names on this list that are going to be great for fantasy. Great players. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. I will never have them on my team in non-super flexes because they come around rounds that are just so, so close to amazing talents at other positions, wide receivers, running backs, positions that dry up much quicker. But we'll get into that as we go through it. Riley, let's go through our QB1 first. QB1, do you want to kick it off or do you want me? Yeah, let me do it because we have the same one, and it's going to be easy. So we're going to pick Josh Allen, the guy who's been QB1 for the last two years in a row. Uh, there's no reason not to think so. His offense is, is getting better. Uh, he just got a – or he, even though he lost his uh, shiny off offensive coordinator, we're not worried about it. And he's really good, and he's fun to watch, and he's a fun talent to watch play golf with other quarterbacks. I lost Michael. He's frozen. He's in such disbelief that I picked – Josh Allen, number one. The school, please. Uh, there you go. You're back. Okay. Can, can you hear me, Riley? Some yeah, robot I, voice I said you're in such disbelief that I picked Josh Allen that you just froze. Yeah, I am in disbelief that you went Josh Allen because Josh Allen, I'm not going to waste time on this, right? It's a 6'5", 140-pound quarterback that can sling the rock 80 yards as well as run in seven touchdowns. So status quo with Josh Allen. I think we both agree we're not going to have him on our team, though, right? I mean, it's an ADP of the third round. Are you willing to pay a third-round pick for Josh Allen? No, but I'll tip my hat to him as he goes by. I will, too, because I still have a soft spot. Riley, do you remember the trade we did with Josh Allen? God, yeah. yeah. That was a tough yeah. one. No context to that. Two years ago, when Dak Prescott suffered his brutal, gruesome ankle injury, I was mid-championship push i was going for it gonna win it all and i had dak and i did not have a good qb2 so i turned to riley here i shipped out a second round pick an early second and dak prescott for josh allen mid breakout whether it was the real thing or not that paid off well how how are you feeling about that um yeah it's brutal okay let's jump to our qb2 do we have the same one, Rob? Because I'll start it off. I, I have Justin Herbert of the yes. Los Angeles Chargers. I've been statting out all these quarterbacks as well, by the way. So I have Justin Herbert as currently my lone quarterback. Actually, I have him 50 yards short, but that's easily correctable just to get him there. As the only, He has the most passing yards in the league. I'll phrase it that way. I have, Josh, I have Justin Herbert thrown 652 times for 4,949 yards. He is that guy. If there is an easier MVP type of player, everything is set up for him. He has Keenan Allen. He has Mike Williams. They added Gerald Everett Hippie. Um, They have a good offensive line that got even better. They have Austin Eckler. They have a second-year coach who I like, Brent Staley, a lot, who would also be a nice pick for Coach of the Year. It's all there for him. It's just a tough division. But that's going to lend to it for fantasy. So I, I'm all in on Justin Herbert because the pass attempts and the and the overall talent and the fantasy output has been there since he's entered the league. It's only going to get better. Yeah, me too. I remember I put him I put him third last year, and you said you said you're crazy, and then he finished second. So, yeah, I I, I might have said that, but I only said that to test your wits. You yeah, know? I won. 
Well, you know, it took a couple of weeks. That's my point. You know, it. You didn't want to draft them immediately and start. Yeah, yeah, away. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, QB three, QB three. Uh, I have Jackson of the four Ravens. So, yes, he lost Marquise Brown. That's a that's that's a loss. He gets Rashad Bateman, who basically didn't play last year, and in my opinion, is a better player than Marquise Brown. So. I don't anticipate a huge drop-off. There's still Mark Andrews, who's one of the best tight ends in the league, especially on the receiving end. There's not in love with Devin Duvernay, not in love with the rest of the room. But the rest of the room is about as bad as it was last year. So on the passing end, status quo. On the rushing end, also status quo. I have Lamar Jackson taking 160 carries for almost 900 yards, and I'm only giving him six touchdowns. That's a number that I think could totally rise. I have him at six touchdowns just because – six rushing touchdowns. Just because Dobbins return, I think they'll actually have a better asset to use, a more efficient asset to use on the goal line. But, again, six touchdowns on the ground, that can still go up. I have him at 900 rushing yards and six touchdowns. What about you, Riley? What are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson and who is your QB3? I put Lamar Jackson fourth, and for, for every reason you said – I'm just putting a more talented quarterback ahead of him. I'm going to pick uh, Patrick Mahomes third. I think we've we've overcorrected based on the loss of, of Tyreek Hill. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still crazy. Um, there's been a lot of hype out of Juju Smith-Schuster because he's made some really nice catches. There's been video evidence of it all. You can look it up on, online. But um, he was doubting you severely, so I'm glad you mentioned that line. Yeah, it's been he, – he's actually been looking really good. Um, so – you know, Travis Kelsey's still there. Juju will be there. Uh, Andy Reid will still be there, which is the most important part. So um, I'm I'm still betting on on Patrick Mahomes being being in the top three, which a lot of people have uh, revoked from him. And I am one of those people. Obviously, he's not in my top three. And I'll tell you this right now: he's not in my top four either. He's my QB four. Oh, wow. Is Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray is my QB four. It's a difference of one fantasy point, not even yeah. in my projection. So. Color what you want. I have Kyler Murray, uh, you know, doing his normal thing on the air, uh, stretching the field, going for over 4,500 passing yards, throwing 31 touchdowns. I'm not that worried about the Hopkins absence in terms of his output for fantasy because he runs. He runs and he runs. And then again, Riley, he runs. And I don't think that's going to change. And when you give Kyler Murray 17 games, which I do in my projections, I give him 700 rushing yards and six touchdowns. And I think that will happen in terms of points per game. I think he will be better than Patrick Mahomes. Now, which one do I draft? Probably Kyle Murray, because that's 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 what I have. But I understand that Kyle Murray does carry a higher injury risk. So if you're looking for a set and forget guy, and again, it's within a point of a difference on my fantasy rankings in four point scoring. Maybe I go Mahomes if I'm truly going set and forget. But Kyler Murray is a guy that I like to take because he is that good on the ground for fantasy. I'm not. I'm still not willing to pay the price. There is going to be a point in these rankings where I'm willing to pay the price, and I will let you know when it is, Riley. But I'll tell you this: it's not going to be anytime soon. How about you, Riley? How? Well, well, who's your QB four, and what do you think? I think about Kyler Murray. QB four was uh, Lamar Jackson, like I mentioned earlier. So uh, figure it out. Um, number five, I have uh, Kyler Murray, and uh, I'm not I'm not gonna 
talk about it anymore. Um, I'm I'm not as as worried about the injury risk. I'm a little bit. I'm more worried about uh, DeAndre Hopkins missing the first six games. Um, it, it became it became the joke for a while that without DeAndre Hopkins, it's just Kyler go do something, and then he scrambles around like a little monster, and then he falls his way into the end zone. But um, still good enough for a top five finish. Number six, I'm gonna go with uh, Russell. Whoa, 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 whoa! Milton. We're six. moving along. Yeah, I said Kyler was five. Oh well, Kyler was five. I didn't. I even said my five. My five was Mahomes. Yeah, well, like, you already said that. I did say that, didn't I? Well, you this really is how we show two hours late. I'm you really need to figure it out. I'm simply awesome. Go on. Who's QB six? QB six. You know, you know what wide receiver has had better uh, highlight reels than Juju Smith Schuster in camp? Cortland freaking Sutton. Cortland Sutton has been insane. Have I you know. seen his catches? He looks cracked. I Cortland seen Sutton that. is crazy. Cortland Sutton is crazy. Wide receiver one. Because he's the new Tyler Lockett, and Russell Wilson is still a good player. He's still going to run uh, the ball. And Jerry Judy, DK Metcalf. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. See what I'm saying? QB six, Russell Wilson. I I, I I I'm a known Russell Wilson hater, but what I can't, hey, but I don't, I have him here. I also have him here at RB six because I am not. I push my feelings aside for fantasy because I think Russell Wilson is one of the best touchdown throwers in the league. He's it, dare I say, he is Aaron Rodgers esque at touchdown percentage. He's up yeah. there. And when I, I have him there, I think the Broncos are going to run the ball a decent amount, assuming Melvin runs healthy and assuming Javante is there. I don't think it's going to be a total shift to let Russ cook. But I still have Russell Wilson throwing for a solid 573 passing attempts, which is his most in a very long time. And with that in mind, I have him at a 5.6% touchdown clip, which is the second highest of anyone we've talked about so far and the second highest of anyone until my QB nine, who we'll get to later. And that comes out to 32 touchdowns. He's a good play. He's going to be good. He's going to have great weapons. He's got a better system. Russell Wilson, QB six, QB seven time, right? Look at us agreeing. We didn't plan for this QB seven. Who do you have? Uh, Matthew Stafford. I have number seven. Uh, I'm not really scared by the elbow injury. Maybe I should be. I feel like I maybe should be a little more wary than I am. But uh, I, it's it's tough for me to not really bet highly on a quarterback that just won his team uh, the Super Bowl and a team that has the best wide receiver in football, the best offensive head coach in football, uh, got a brand-new weapon that's going to replace the injured Robert Woods, who they won the Super Bowl without, and uh, hopefully a healthy Cam Akers to help out in the running game. So I have I have a – what's it called? I, I'll talk about my Stafford take real quick when I get to it because he's not my QB, uh, QB7. But my QB7 is Tom Brady. Tom Brady, if you're not familiar with that name. I don't think he's done. I don't think anyone thinks he's done. They mm-hmm. added Julio Jones. Chris Godwin's miraculously healthier. I automatically immediately see a Facebook thumbs up pop up for me. Yes, I see that Tom Brady has his fans, believe it or not. But what he doesn't do on the ground, he makes up for in volume. They add, Again, they lose Gronk. I think that's a big deal. That's why he's not in my top five, because I think that's well within the realm of outcomes for a guy that has flirted with there and been there since you know joining the Bucks. But no more Bruce Arians, no more Gronk. It dropped him a couple more spots. Still my QB7, still a lot of volume, still a lot of efficiency, because he's still Tom Brady. In my eyes, QB eight time Riley because it's still not Stafford for me. So, who's QB eight? 
My QB is Tom Brady. Wow. Thank you. How exciting. My QB8. My QB8 is Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles, someone I don't believe in whatsoever, but I don't have to for fantasy because I'm giving him a measly 3,600 yards, 23 touchdowns of 14 interceptions. Not a great year on the passing end. But that doesn't matter for fantasy because he has 842 rushing yards and six touchdowns to his names in my projections. When you have that, that is my QB8 because that is how much rushing matters. And while I believe in Miles Sanders, while I believe I like Kenny Gamble, the talent, I don't think the role is going to be there, but I like those guys. But Jalen Hurts is still going to get his. Jalen Hurts is going to be a guy that's going to scramble when he feels panicked. And I think he's going to feel panicked more often than people think because I don't think he can process the field very well. Still my QB8 because, again, fantasy football does not care about your real-life issues. How about you, Riley? How about you? He's my QB9 because fantasy doesn't care about your real-life issues. Very, I'm, I'm glad you're using my, 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 my name there. So that's, that's a good segue then to now we're all evened up on the names. We have no shock names so far. I'm surprised we didn't have a, a few names that we didn't have anything to talk about yet. But Matt Stafford is my QB9. Now, I have not adjusted much for Stafford with the elbow. I'm not worried. I think he's going to play totally fine through it. What I did adjust, he launches the ball, and he always does. I did drop his yards per completion a little bit. I dropped it about 0.7 yards which came brought him he was very close to my qb8 and jalen hurts now he's much closer to my qb10 who i'll let you say who your qb10 is but matt stafford i'm still not worried about him still a guy i like taking in these rounds and this is about the tier we're entering this tier where the adp does not scare me and these are the guys i start ending up with in my mocks my redrafts right now yeah the adp for this guy doesn't really scare me either. It's it's Joe Burrow, who a lot a lot of people have come into this season a little bit lower on. Um I'm I'm just I'm just expecting the offense to get better with a better offensive line. Um, you know, and and they were lucky last year that their entire uh cast of of weapons remained healthy, which a lot of other quarterbacks can't say. Um but assuming that everyone stays healthy, assuming Joe Burrow stays healthy, assuming he comes back from his uh little appendix scare, which by all means he will, um I'm 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 willing to uh, you know kind of buy on the on the small dip that's come with his uh, ADP as of the last month or so. I think he's going about where he's going to finish because I have him a couple spots lower. It's a balanced offense. I think we because of how great Jamar Chase and T Higgins is are, and even Tyler Boyd. I think we kind of overexpect. Is it, I don't know if that's a word. We have too high expectations for. Nice. What this passing game is in terms of volume. It's a very balanced offense that Zach Taylor likes to run. Joe Mixon still gets his. That's why he was a top 10 carry guy last year. And when that happens, it kind of just limits the upside. Burrow does move. Doesn't really move enough to move the needle for me. But, oh God, I want to end the stream on that one. I apologize, everyone. But uh, my QB10, who I'm surprised you have not said this name yet, Trey Lance. A guy that has had a surprisingly good camp. I was expecting to hear a lot more negativity, honestly. But Trey Lance, who is now only 0.7 points behind Matt Stafford at QB9, I have him having a pretty bad passing year. 21 passing touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Um, only 3,100 yards, which is by far the lowest of any starting quarterback that I've stated out until we get 
much deeper. That that number might need to be adjusted, which means Trey Lance will be much higher, because while I have him airing it out at eleven point seven, his his rushing volume is what we care about. You're gonna you're a th- there's a theme with fans football with quarterbacks. It's rushing volume. I have him scoring nine rushing touchdowns, probably nine, and I think totally feasible. I think he get eleven. I think he had 10, 12, probably not twelve, but. Trey Lance is going to be used on the goal line. He is going to scramble when he fails to process. Again, like I said with Jalen Hurts, he's going to be on the move. And he is a monster of a man. He They will use him on the goal line, and that's going to be very valuable, especially for a team that has suffered some injuries at running back. Those carries are going to be divvied up. And Trey Lance can do it. He can do it. It's going to be Cam Newton-esque. That's, that's really what I expect from here. Some struggles in the passing game, but are made up by rushing touchdowns. I have some bad news for you. I'm gonna poke a little hole in your in your cute little theory. Is that Brandon Ayuk is the next coming of Calvin Johnson in training camp, and he's gonna take all those touchdowns, all those silly little goal line touchdowns are gonna to go to Brandon Ayuk. Oh no, he's throwing Brandon Ayuk is greatest. So. Oh no, he's he's. Well, Ayuk, you're telling me that Trey Lance's problem. For you. You're telling me that Trey Lance's problem is that Brandon Ayuk's gonna to catch too many. It's touchdowns. not Trey Lance's problem. It's your problem now. Okay, well, my point, I All think right. I'm going to have to reevaluate my rankings. I think Trey Lance is yeah, you are. a better passing year than I was originally statting for. Uh, I just have him having a low attempt total of – I have him at 440 attempts, which is really low for a 17-game slate. Uh, but something I might tinker with as we get closer to the season, more information available. All right, QB 11, QB 12. Let's round out the QB 1s. My QB 11 is Kirk Cousins. A guy that I've talked about relentlessly this offseason. Guy's been drafted around the QB 15 because nobody cares about Kirk Cousins. But every year he's top 12. I think this year the Vikings are going to get even better. So I'm going to have him at 11. He can easily sniff the top 10 for me. I think that's totally possible. And he's a guy that is always healthy. Always healthy. Has a great arm. Has great weapons. And nobody seems to care because he lost Monday Night Football games three years ago. So I love Kirk Cousins. Easily my most drafted quarterback so far just because he's always available in the 11th round. And Kirk Cousins is going to put up a similar points per game to every single name we talked about so far. Within three to five points, which is sounded that is a bigger gap. I'm, I'm doing that for everybody. He's going to be within three points, points per game as every name not named Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Every single one of them. I guarantee it, Riley. That's my guarantee. What do you think about Kirk Cousins? Who's your QB 11? QB 11 is Trey Lance. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't said him yet. It's just being being a rusher, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's just what's going to happen. It'll sneak in there at 8. And I put Kirk Cousins at 10. I, I was deciding between him and Dak Prescott for quite some time, but it, the the tiebreaker was, was uh, Kirk Cousins' weapons. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page with that. My QB 12 was Joe Burrow as well, by the way. Pretty much on the same page there. I touched on it before. He's my QB 12, so still QB 1, just slightly out of there. And I tend not to draft him just because he's, I'm drafting him at a ceiling to me. But that is our QB ranks. Riley, I'm gonna let's do a quick question to round it out. Which name do we not discuss yet that has the greatest chance to jump into this top 12? I already said Dak Prescott. I'm glad I'm glad you're just so full of life right now. I know it's late, but I oh I wanted some more energy. I wanted something else out of you, Riley. But all right, 
I'm going to say a name that I just took in my IDP Guys Autism Awareness Invitational, and I hate him, Riley. I do. But Derek, oh, I know you're talking about, yeah. Derek Carr is, has such an easy route to top 12 production. He has Devontae Adams. He has Darren Waller. He has Hunter Renfro. He has a scheme that's going to be very pass-heavy with, with uh, Josh McDaniels at the helm as head coach. And he has a lead, he has a very competitive division where he's going to be trailing in a lot of games. It shapes up so perfectly for Derek Carr, and if they don't make the playoffs this year, it's because Derek Carr is not that guy, which I've been saying forever. But it won't matter for fantasy because the volume will be there, and he completes tidy little passes. That will be our show this week. Thank you for everyone who tuned in, especially later, a couple hours later this week. Next week's show will be. Probably on running backs, probably on wide receivers. Again, follow me at Michael underscore underscore Sicoli to learn more about that when I come out with that, when we do some more details for that. At Riley Millette, check him out at Riley underscore Millette. A fantastic follow for anybody. Um, Riley, what do you do again? I don't know. That is as good of, uh, of a selling point as he has ever given for himself. He's a very tidy, modest guy. I've said yeah. tidy twice. Check out IDP guys at IDP guys on YouTube, as well as Twitter. Amazing content, as well as we're nearing the season. We are entering full surge for IDP and regular and offensive content, as well as updated dynasty ranks. As updated as a couple of days ago that I put out on the newsletter. Check out, get a subscription. It's only a, you could do only a season long if you only want to commit for that long, as well as go year long. You know, go crazy with it. Get a birthday gift. You know, why not go crazy? Expo this weekend. I hope to see any of you guys watching. I hope to see you guys there. Come up, meet me. I'd love to shoot the fantasy breeze with people. If that's becoming my line, I should get on a t-shirt. I kind of like it, Riley. Put on a t-shirt like you came up with it. You 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 are just filled with angst tonight, sir. But that is our show. Riley is uh, Riley is just Throwing everything off the rails here. I'm sure he'll yeah. do the same next week, 7 p.m. Eastern, as usual. Check us out there. You can follow us at everything I've said so far at FFSQC. Don't forget to follow them as well, YouTube as well as Twitter. Have a good night, everybody. This has been a train wreck thanks to Riley. I didn't do anything. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Have a good night.